series will be lifting the lid on IMG Arena. We'll be sharing who IMG Arena are, what they're doing and what they've got planned for the future. This series will be hosted by me, Stephanie Williams. And on each episode, I'll be speaking to different people from all around the business, all around the globe, sharing what they're up to. This series aims to highlight what the business is doing. We'll discuss the challenges and fun we're having whilst building the company, and hopefully we'll have a laugh along the way. So today we are joined by Yasek Gronek, who is our VP of Sports Services. Yasek created our sports services division and is currently based in Switzerland. Freddie Tibbles is a lead developer in the front row seat team within the technology team. He joined the company back in 2019 and is based in Chiswick. We've also got Andrew Corsa, who's recently been promoted to VP of Commercial within the sales team and has been with IMG Arena since pretty much the beginning of time or since 2014. And finally, Jordan, who is a delivery director in the delivery team and a relative newbie by only joining in 2021. Welcome one and all. So to get to know you all a bit better, let's do some quick fire questions. So let's go to Andrew Corsa. You're the oldest here. Well, oldest IMG Arena staff member here. Uh, describe the IMG Arena in one word. I was going to use epic. I like the word epic. Anyone else? You're such a salesman, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, if I was a salesman, I'd be using way more words than just one. <laughs> Vibrant, yeah. I'd go open. Mm. Love it. Uh, one thing you like to do outside of work, Jordan? Play a bit of soccer on the weekends. Or football, football in yeah. England. Well, this is global, isn't it? <laughs> that's true, that's true. Yeah. TV show that you're watching at the moment, Freddie Tibbles. Married at first sight. My girlfriend's got me into it and it's the Australia. most... Yeah, it's, it's such <laughs> trash TV, but it's hysterical. I'm watching Is It Cake? Is it what? Is It Cake? Uh, right, right, sorry, that's what it's called. Right, yeah, right. I mean, Netflix. It is shocking. Right. Inventing Anna was good. That was a great TV show. So funny. That was a great TV Pantomime show. Pantomime accent. Three items you'd like to take to a desert island. Yasek? Surfboard, knife, and... Uh... Tent. <laughs> so practical. Yeah, unbelievably practical. And your favourite thing about working at IMG Arena? I'm going to go round the room here. So, so again, Jordan, you first. It's really hard not to say something cheesy like the people, isn't it? But <laughs> I do actually really like working with the people that I work with. So I'm going to stick with the, the cheesy okay. option people. Are the one. Cliche number one, great. Yasek? Yeah. I think that the company is about sport and I like sport. This is all about it. Perfect. Corsa? Yeah, I mean, same for me. I was say to all my friends who are working with sport, which is what everyone, well, not everyone, but the majority of people would love to work in sport, have the opportunity to work in sport. So that's got to be it for me as well. And Tibbles. Without being boring, yeah, likewise, sport and tech, two of my kind of biggest interests. So it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And the, the amount of innovation as well, and pushing the boundaries of what's currently possible. It's so, so, so cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool company to work for. Mm-hmm. I think we all agree with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got to know each other a little bit better so far. But before we get properly started, I want to mention that Jacek from the Polish office has sent us some cheese for us to eat while we're recording this episode. Thank you, Jacek. I think he's also got some too. He's joining us virtually. We'll be doing this every episode. That way we'll be getting a taste of Poland while also getting to know our Polish colleagues better. So, Jacek, jump in any second now because I'm about to say it very wrong. But we have got Ostipek. Ostipek. <laughs> Everyone grab their fork. Do you actually like this cheese, Yasek, or have you stitched us all up here? <laughs> what do you think? Oh, exquisite. Very nice, Yasek. Quite good, yeah. Mm. I'm going to have some more. Oh, you had them? Great. Oh, yeah, love a bit of cheese. I've got some spare ones later. I bought an extra so you can take it home. I'm more of a cheddar man. Of course, are you, do, are you, do you feel left out right now? 
Yeah, a little bit. I do I do enjoy cheese as well. Okay, so let's go around <laughs> and say how long you've been with the I'll company. And can you share a bit about your role? Andrew and Yasek, you are two of the older members of Arena and you joined for the first, so let's go with you. Uh, what was the company like when you first started? Yasek? It was starting with tennis at my stage. So, and I was involved in tennis for many years. And then I jumped when we started first the ATP Challenger Tour. And uh, it was very, let's say, innovative. And this was something new that we were doing. Corsa? I mean, it was totally different to how it is now. I mean, when I joined, we literally had a bank of desks and there was probably about seven of us sat around these desks. And that was acquisitions, sales and tech and operations all sort of like in one. It was a different setup. We were positioned differently. We were viewed differently in IMG, but uh, a sort of night and day shift seven and a half years later for me in where we were and, and where we are now. No, it is quite crazy. You know what it, it felt like when we first started? Is we were almost like a little side hustle of IMG, probably a bit more than right place, right time. But the growth from then and how it's grown out and how it's become front and centre now has just been phenomenal to watch and, and be part of. It's also been really fun, I think. Yeah, massively fun. Massively fun. No idea where seven and a half years has gone. Max and Freddie might not like hearing this, but I always had the intention of joining. It's a sales mantra, right? You sell products, but then you also sort of back yourself, right? You think, oh, I'll do two and a half years here, then I'll jump and I'll go there, and then I'll, I'll jump here and I'll go there. And in a way, for me, I, I had that mantra when I joined IMG. I'm a massive golf fan, and that's where I knew IMG from. So I was like, okay, I'll do a bit of time over here. I've got my foot in the door, and then I'll go into golf internally. But that's never happened and never will happen. Kind of similar to me, Corsa. I'm a tennis lover for everyone out there. And I was expecting that I was going to go over to the tennis department and I'm here seven years later. So we're stuck together, I think. <laughs> Just to say as well, the Freddie that Andy is referring to is Freddie Long. Yes, thank Not you. Not me. <laughs> thank you for the clarity. Sadly. <laughs> um, Yasek, um, you've had the opportunity to see I'm Juvina as an outsider and like working with us like side by side. Now you are our colleague. How do you think IMG Arena has changed in the last few years? We've got bigger, we've got our own tech team. What are the biggest differences you've noted? Well, from my perspective, it was, we were working on, the, on let's say, short vision. And now the company is starting to look a long distance with more investment in the high technologies that can work and bring the benefits in long term. And uh, at the beginning, it was a very simple streaming video collection and basic services that, that were not really a, space science. And uh, at the moment, we are moving into the areas where really the technology is making the change. And this is how, in my 12 years, contact with the company, it has changed. And uh, of course, all the world is advancing and we are using more and more high tech, but IMG is benefiting from this technology changes and using this smart, efficient. I would like to say that Freddie Tibbles is uh, nodding very much to what you're saying, Asik, and completely agrees, it seems. Mm -hmm. Technology especially. It's um, remarkable, some of the stuff well, within sports services, just talking about that is next level, fascinating technology, way beyond my web development capabilities. It's just so, so cool. When I first started back in 2019 and we went to Wentworth and we had our data collectors, well, sports services guys walking around the course collecting, collecting all the data with their Ghostbuster backpacks. And, oh, I remember them. And the transmission of data going via, is it three or four different protocols, Yasek? And then it, it, you know, the first one received is then taken. I find that stuff like, it was the same thing with anything, really. When something makes so much sense, it's just a fantastic innovation. And that's what that transmission strategy makes sense with. It's super cool. Staying with you, Freddie mm. Tibbles, you were one of the first people to join the IMGVN technology team. I think mm -hmm. you were two or three in? 
John first, Paul second, me third. What was it like when you started? Like, how was it building out? Like, the project must have been just gigantic, but fun, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. gigantic. Yeah, it was incredible. So exciting. It was a, such a similar kind of proposition when I was approached. And it looks so interesting, the whole greenfield technology work. I'm a big sports fan. At that time as well, it was tennis. <sighs> and I played tennis for every week. So that was really exciting. And then John, who's our uh, CTO, telling me about all the sports coming our way. I'm not really a UFC fan, but nonetheless, you know, golf, soon to be more sports coming in. So that was super, super exciting. But yeah, I mean, what got me was just how much was being lined up for us to pick up. And that is just super cool. So to be a key part in the defining of how we're going to be delivering things and building the team, building the the foundations of our technical product within front row seat. That's the front end of our live data for across sports for the betting side of things. We are now also in the media sector with our DP World Shot Tracker, which kind of sits on the jewel in our crown for front row seat, which is our 3D map visualizations. So specifically for golf, that is, but it's incredibly cool. Some of the work the guys in the 3D labs are doing is just next level. All stems from Yasik's team, Sports Services, giving us this shot-by-shot data. It's just incredibly cool. And then the user experience we build around that. It's really, 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 really compelling and immersive experience. I've always wanted to ask you this. What was it like coming into a company that basically had, we always used to think when we were selling, right, we always used to think we were we were quite technologically advanced with our really easy integration, but we, we absolutely weren't. We basically, when you came in, we had pretty much zero technical capabilities, right? And we relied on third parties. What was it like coming in with a total blank canvas, but in a massive company who sort of thought they were technically quite good, but actually had pretty much nothing, <laughs> if we're honest, right? No, no, totally. That's, that's the meaning of Greenfield is there's nothing there. When you say massive, I mean, what? There was about, what, 50 of us in arena? Correct. If we're looking at arena, but if we're looking at this from an IMG sense, right? Because at the time we were still part of IMG media and that's what we were sort of housed under. That's where all our decisions sort of had to go because that's a, that's a big part of, of where we've moved recently because we've had to do a massive internal selling process as well to persuade internal stakeholders that we need to invest in tech. We need to invest in in people, in resources, because IMG as an outfit is very much, is the agency model, right? You buy a product or a service and then you you sell that alongside other services rather than creating the product or creating the service yourself, right? So that's where I've seen the massive shift, but it's interesting to understand it from a technical perspective because you've obviously had to go through a massive education process with, with lots of people internally, pretty much. Good question. So like, I mean, there was literally no internal technical capabilities when I started. We had to define and bring everything to the table whilst also building the table and then putting the seats around it, if you will. So a key part of what we had to consider was to build a product that was understandable to new people joining. So we were growing the team aggressively. By that, I mean you know, hiring a lot of people in a short period of time. So we had to maintain momentum going forward with the product being built, but also make it kind of technically understandable. So it, that influenced our hiring strategy and it influenced the, te- the technical implementation. But no, it was the, the whole kind of IMG umbrella was a big selling point for me as well. You know, you talk about kind of sibling companies and the potential for working with other, you know, very, very established, respected players in the kind of market, in the sports domain. It makes things even more compelling. 
I'm a big skateboard and snowboard fan, and I didn't even realize that. I, I, I remember I got so excited when I walked past one of the guys, walked past his desk, and he had skateboarding Vans Park series on his, on his screen, and he was editing it. And I was like, sick. And to see that and to see Edge, Edge Sports, those guys in Edge, which is a, one of our sibling companies, and to propose a product, and we call our event centers the front end. So the front row seat delivers event centers. Event centers the live sport betting product. And the thought of doing an event center for snowboarding or for skateboarding is just so cool. So you talk about the kind of what the draw is of having IMG behind you. It's massive, absolutely massive. You know, it's really cool. Let's bring it back to Jordan now. You are very new in the delivery team. The delivery team helps organize everyone, basically. And deliver stuff, yeah. Deliver stuff. Yeah. You obviously work closely with tech as well. How has it been, like, what kind of things are you working on and how has it been? Bit of a weird one because I've, I've only been here, what, 10 months. But I still feel like I'm fairly early. We're growing so quickly and so much has changed even in those 10 months. Working with tech, it's probably been the easiest I've ever experienced to work with tech because you've got that common ground, right, of... Both of us love sport, or a lot of the people here do love sport. But in terms of delivery, when I first joined, it was Freddie saying, can you get this done for me? Make it happen, do whatever you can. We're now getting So I think we should clarify, Long or Tibbles, this one? So firstly, I was talking about Freddie Tibbles. Now we're talking about Freddie Long coming in saying, Jordan, make tennis happen. Which we've still got a bit of that. I think it's the business just say, go and make this happen. But I think it's becoming a bit more sort of stable the way we say we plan a bit further ahead and we're a bit more calculated maybe with how we deliver less than sort of what we deliver with. But um I think it's just grown, even in the 10 months I've been here, the growth has been quite impressive, really. And everyone that's come in seems to have added quite significant value at each point, which has been good. Just on that note, it is, I mean, Jordan referenced it about the people. We have got a genuinely good bunch here. Yeah. Like, I, it sounds cheesy, but, you yeah. know, like, we're all quite outgoing, generally. Um, we're all quite sociable. You know, we have a shared interest, generally, but it's not fundamental, you know. As in uh, interest in sports. Also, we find other interests too. Like on the Slack channels, there's, there's Arena Pets, there's a music channel, there's a like car channel. Like Arena Pets? Have you seen it? I would be on it, mate. I'd be an active <laughs> contributor if I knew about that one. Mm. Very cute pictures, especially mm. shout out to Lorraine. Her dog Rio is stunningly cute. <laughs> <laughs> don't, like, don't like cats though. Cats are stupid. No, cats are great. No, no. So we all know IMG Arena has had massive growth in the past 18 months, going from like 60 people pre-pandemic to over 300 global these numbers are quite rough, but growth that quickly always comes with change. And with change, inevitably comes lessons and challenges. So can each of you share some challenges you and your teams have faced either at the start or now? And how are you finding solutions to these? Like also the lessons you've learned along the way. So Corsa? If I zero down into sales, I think the, the hardest thing for us in a way is keeping up with the pace that we're producing products at and the breadth of knowledge that all of our sales guys need to have so if I went back to when I first started I would intricately know every single way in which a product was deployed everything about all of our products and services and I'd be able to house the whole conversation all the way from the start all the way through to the finish I'd be able to account manage it I'd be able to deal with all of the invoicing queries everything and we, we probably worked like that for three four years I'd say in the last particularly in the last two or three years that has become impossible. And inherently, I'd probably say that sales guys are in a strange way control freaks. They really like to control the conversation. They need to, they want to be the person that's running point on everything. They want to be the center of fountain of knowledge and not possible. So we've had to go through a process of acknowledging that, that we can't 
handle the whole sales cycle as a, as a sales team. So it's bringing in experts at different stages. It's having account managers who can be there to sort of nurture the relationship and, and understand and unpick trends. You've got customer solutions managers for, for us now, which are an, can be a massive help. But these guys are there to help support integrating the more sort of technical products that we've got, making sure they're deployed correctly. Like we are controlling the front end of people's websites and we are providing them with, with transactions now. We, we never used to do that. With that comes way more responsibility on us as an organization. So for the commercial team, there's definitely been a big shift and we're still continuing to have to make the pushes is delegation, right? Is, is making sure that you have more people involved within the conversation. It becomes more complex with more people that are involved, but with that, we can be more precise with the information that we're, that we're giving these guys. We can be more accurate with it. But it's tough because every every three, four months, we're, we're getting a new product. We're getting a new service that we need to go to market with it because we always have a limited amount of time to sell these products because we're still having to acquire the rights. We're trying to acquire rights for as long a period as possible, but you only have a finite period of time to monetize back on it. So you, you always have to be on the front foot in selling stuff and it's, it's making sure that they're we're doing a good enough job, essentially, in, in, in getting all of that information across. Talking about the products, like one thing I've always struggled with is the technology and being it being completely over my head like and the knowledge gap for me in technology is, is quite large like from your background you've had no technology background like me how have you found that learning gap and how have you tried to fill it do you even have one <laughs> I'm probably more lucky than most of the sales guys right because I think now in my role I, I get pulled in at a lot earlier stage I get pulled across all of the delivery stuff which is pre when we hit the market I get pulled in on, on varying different things so I can to a certain extent, just listening to these conversations and I'm on hundreds of Teams calls a month where I don't say a word. And that may be a total pointless waste of time for, for some people, but for me, it, it, it's important, right? Really weirdly, actually, we went to a, we had a company retreat somewhere and Ari said, I love the CC. I love being in the CC. And to a certain extent, I, I think I actually really enjoy being in the CC because every now and then I can make sure I've, I've read through stuff or, or being in the the virtual CC on a meeting, right? Just sitting in the background. You pick up these stuff, you pick up these little nuggets of information. And, and if I can have like one sentence from a technological standpoint that makes me sound rather clever, whether I've said it in the relevant context or not, it's like, okay, look, I know this, but let's loop in the product experts. And I think that's been a big thing for us. The CSMs in particular, right, is creating a, a team essentially there that understands and well I say CSMs the CSMs and the integration team right making sure that those guys house every bit of knowledge that we possibly need on that technical front actually means that from a sales perspective you don't need to go the whole hog and understand every technical piece of our product and we shouldn't do because it's going to be impossible to understand that or retain that information along with everything else that we need to do so it's for me the biggest thing is actually building up trust in other teams that we've bought in We've had to go through that period of building that trust. But look, I don't know everything technical. I pretend to sometimes very badly, but it's hard to keep up with the pace of change. No, I, I don't even pretend to understand. Going to Yasek, building up the Flightscope brand and now moving over to IMG Arena. What challenges have you faced in the past couple of years? I think I'm, I'm looking at, I'm listening to, to your conversation and I'm coming from totally different space because, because we, we were kind of based on the ground, our, our challenges were how to get to the place, how to have the logistics line up, 
how to set up in the shortest possible time with the right people. And the services are 90% based on the human resources. And at the beginning, we were a very small team, like we all had uh, this experience. And we had the joy of going to the events, setting up, traveling. It was a much more, let's say, as, as well stressed. But the challenges were in our hands because we were just at the place. So the faster we set up, the faster we connect, we, the faster we get this show going, uh, the easier it is. More, more we rehearse, the better the performance is at, at the sport event where we collect the data or we uh, install the big video walls or scoreboards at different spots. So this was building our team that because we were traveling on the long distance and we couldn't really, we had to multitask a lot. And from setting up, driving the car for 3,000 kilometers to operating the TV graphics for the broadcasters, it's a, it was a large spectrum of, let's say, experience. And this was building our team. And I think that the way, if, if you are surrounded with the A-class players and you have the good colleagues and you spend 24 hours with them, which is also different from the from the work on your side, that we also staying at the same place in Brazil or Middle East or somewhere, almost like on holidays, because we eat breakfast together, we eat dinner together, and we sleep at the same hotel. So, and also we work all day. So it's a, it's a, it's a very nice experience of being in the group of uh, professionals that really do the job well. And and the challenges now we are facing is that the team is growing and it's like more events, uh, more complicated. So the senior guys are just joining the newcoming experts and we are trying to transfer all of our experience and we are building the methodology that we have learned over the past years, how to make this operation smooth and without, okay, how to avoid this, this problem, that problem. So it's it's a very nice to work with the professionals and also it's very nice to, to be able to teach someone to take it on to the next step. You must have some quite amazing anecdotes, if you don't mind sharing. No, I, I don't even have a super fun one, but when we were starting with tennis, we, we were literally going to all over the world and uh, we also ended up in Morocco with the streaming for the IMG platform and Tessera. And the shock in Morocco was that we basically, we supposed to do the stream and the questions were about the quality, whether it's going to be HD or not. <laughs> and uh, when you are driving in Morocco, there are streets with a very poor pavement, let's say. And you see the guys at the side of the street with the live chicken, trying to sell you the live chicken. So, so we were in the city where you see the guys with the live chicken and you are trying to stream the live event <laughs> of tennis to <laughs> London. So this was a big contrast from where we were trying to gather the this sport excited data. <laughs> yeah, it just shows how anywhere in the world you can be and we can still transmit data. Jordan, you're fairly new as we as we have ascertained. So you might not have seen the challenges yet. Do you know any challenges the team um, are facing? I got thrown into the deep end a little bit. Like all, Freddie, I all. worked with Freddie on the Ryder Cup. And, Tibbles um, long. We got his best five people. Mr. Tibbles, yeah. We worked together on the Ryder Cup and the Ryder Cup was got to the point where it was 7am to 10pm, testing, finding a bug. Freddie, can you come and help me, please? The, no. And we, we, we got it done, <laughs> didn't we? In the, there were a few no's in there, but we got it done in the end. But the, what that caused, it caused the December where FRS disappeared. So we delivered but by that sort of any means necessary approach. Mm-hmm. But what we did wasn't stable, nor was it scalable, right? So very early on, I realized we've got to get to a place where what we're doing, we can actually do throughout the whole year. We don't want to get to a point where 
FRS are off on holiday for the whole month of December because they've worked so hard throughout the rest of the year. Hibernation. And it was it was deserved hibernation as well, right? They were getting calls from us at all hours to say, can you come and save us? If we want to operate smoothly and deliver our objectives, what we can't have is teams disappearing because they're burnt out. I guess that's something we tried to factor in into the roadmap, making sure our capacity is right and those sorts of things. But I think it's actually got better probably in the last five or six months. I think everything comes back to the word fun, I think. Don't oh, you think so? Yes. We all have fun at work. Yasek, do you have fun at work? Only. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so as everyone knows, the IMG Mina is growing and we are a massive growth area within Endeavour and are constantly looking at what to buy next, what to produce next, what to create next, what to market next. Uh, so let's talk about the future and can you share what each of your teams have plans for the future? So our team's growing all the time at the moment. We've got two new people coming in in the next month, which will be good. For me, I'm having a baby in like five weeks, so I'm going to do nothing to do with work for a month. Congratulations. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, congrats. But other than that, there's just so much coming. Like tennis, every month that passes, apparently there's something else going on with tennis at the moment. So tennis is sort of my baby from the delivery side of things. And my first um, love. Yeah, uh, there you go. But uh, there just seems to be a new project, like just a conversation with one person leads to another conversation with Wojciech, who's working some magic in Indiana Wells or Indian Wells over the past couple of months. So I guess just trying to, the main thing for me at the moment is, I guess, getting to the point where we've got a, a tennis event centre to rival the golf event centre and the great work that you've done over there. Yeah, and just, I, think, I think the other thing for us is to bring that sort of stability to the way we deliver and what we deliver from delivery in general, I guess. Um, I think this might be a common theme, but all, all four of us, that is just going to be so much to do in the next couple of months. There it's is a lot quite to do. scary. This, yeah. year, this year is yeah. insane, what we've got lined up to deliver. It's very exciting. Any key highlights you can shout out to us? Yeah, so from Front Row Seat's perspective, so as Steph said, I'm, I'm a head up one of the teams within Front Row Seat, and we've got, as Jordan, not my personal team, but I have, I have touch points on tennis, which will have a 3D visualisation, which is very cool, so everyone can look forward to seeing that which is all live data and all the rest of it. We're delivering tennis imminently. We're then moving on to basketball next, which will be delivered in September, which is very cool. It's a media product. So that's going to have a slower feed of data. Uh, so it's not for betting markets, but that's going to be very, very rich data and statistical information. And for my team personally, we're going to be delivering golf stats, which is incredibly cool because this is the first... We've recently increased our capabilities and headcount on the data operation data yeah data ops data operation side of things we are the only people in the world quite literally to be able to provide live uh, strokes gained so strokes gained is all around the difficult of course i can explain it better but basically the golf stats that the product that we're going to be adding to our existing golf event center is incredibly cool from a kind of nerdy geeky perspective of just stats but also from a golf perspective of just how you can see live how likely someone is to get a birdie or if they're let's say a golfer hits it onto the fairway at point x we can say instantly the likelihood of them hitting the green from that precise point which is just nuts no one else in the world can do that live because we have the data live there are other people that do it historically but no one can do it live and so to pushing that into our golf event center and exposing that and then allowing our end users to have this information is so cool. I mean, being able to say we're the only people in the world to do something is, is pretty, pretty iconic. Very, very, very cool. Yeah. So, so yeah, we've got golf stats coming in, basketball and a few others 
which I'm not going to talk about because I'm not sure if I can, but there's more coming basically, a lot more coming, more sports and more iterations on existing products, which is always fun. Busy, busy, busy. Very, very, very busy, yeah. Uh, Jacek, how about you and the sports services team? What's the future look like? I think we have two exciting areas. The, the first one is that uh, we are trying to increase our artificial intelligence or like the video analysis capacities to to be able to really increase the statistics by detecting the player and ball much more precise in the body parts. So backhands, forehands, all that small movements in not only tennis, but in other sports as well. So by really uh, engaging high-speed processors and the good quality in uh, cameras, we are getting to the level that statistics will be not uh, will be very precise and give us a lot of information about the game at the Sera. So this is the one area where we are working and progressing very well, and this will be implemented in the, uh, the UTR tour at the larger scale. So that's also exciting to collect more data that we can sell. And the other part is that uh, we are now in the challenge of uh, hiring uh, around 700 to 1,000 people to, to, to collect the data from the football matches that, uh, that, that will start this year. And the way we want to manage the people, quality control, train and uh, deliver the hardware to them is a much bigger scale because at the moment we are at a level of 300, which is already a lot of logistics and planning and training and HR but we have to double or triple that number. Of course, there's a different sport, so it's another challenges, different specific, shorter events, just one game. But at Tessera, that's very challenging. And uh, yes, we, we will try to implement, uh, let's say, the methodology from the other sports to this and find the right people because the good choice at the beginning will just give us a much longer and much easier service history and the performance with the new stuff. Yeah, the ODCN does seem a bit of a bit of a monster, but it seems pretty pretty in hand. It's pretty well organized right now. What do we call him? The Don or the Godfather? Oh. Yeah, shout out to Nick Woodward. An absolute gangster. <laughs> in a good way. He's the godfather of uh, delivery. Corsa, how about you? We're in the midst of our biggest year ever in terms of numbers that we need to do, in terms of deals that we need to get done. We and we've just come off arguably what was our biggest year um, previously. We're going big at lots of different events this year. G2E comes up in Vegas and that's in uh, that's in October time. I'd just like to say that if anyone doesn't know what ICE and G2E actually are, they are two largest gaming conferences in the world. ICE happens normally in February, it's been rearranged. And then G2E happens in uh, Vegas in October, it's also another gambling conference. Are you, you going to put the offer out there that anyone can go out to Vegas or are you going to... No, 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 no. <laughs> I know, I think I might get... What do you I'm have gonna... to do to uh, get on the list? I, I feel very comfortable right now. Is that a podcast? <laughs> This might, get, this might get you a hoodie, and I can't promise you even uh, that. Got some cheese. Yeah. And I would like to say that Freddie is loving this cheese, Yasek. He just keeps eating it, eating it, eating it. I'm happy. Good. <laughs> Good. Um, so Delish. I think that's it. I think we're, we're going to ask a few more questions. That's okay. This is purely from an idea I've stolen from Rory Jackson in the product team. So shout out to Rory Jackson for these. Um, these are slightly out there questions. And I really would like to hear your detailed thoughts about why God. you choose the person you do. First one is, you are stuck on a mountain and had a bad accident and someone okay. needs to chop off your leg. Who would you pick to chop off your leg? And also, who would you not want to chop off your leg in the team? I would choose the biggest and the strongest guy. <laughs> just absolutely just chop it off one in one go. Yeah, so not too much pain. Anyone else got any ideas? I'd probably pick someone like, uh, like 
Freddie, I know this sounds really bad. I'm going to pick Freddie Long just because I think he would crack some really incredibly awkward joke and then just swing the axe down and then sort of just lob the leg and just be like, right, come on, let's get up, let's go. <laughs> I two chop. I'll probably go Sam Shutt. Yeah. It's quite funny, isn't he? Mm. Make you laugh while you're getting leg chopped off. Do you think he'd attempt to use sort of some blunt instrument, like a, a cricket bat or something? Or <laughs> He probably would, but... <laughs> At least one of us is having a good time, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like, and then I, w- I probably wouldn't go uh, for Corsa and the sales guys. They're going to tell me it's all going to be all right. I'm still about. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. I just want you to chop it off, mate. They'll also sell you something. Like, sell me my leg yeah. back. To yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> There'd be two processes. We promise you everything was going to be all right, and then it would go wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. blame it on me. Oh, I, 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 I'm seeing a direct insight into your work. The poor account manager. I would definitely go Nick Woodward. Nick Wilbur, because not only would he get it done, he'd get it done properly, concisely, and very well. Yeah. It would be chopped, without a doubt, <laughs> and you are not getting that back. Uh, who would I not like to do it? Peter in front row seat. I think I, think I would choose you, Freddie. Oh, charming. Sorry. That's all right. Just, I won't chop your leg off then, in that case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably Peter, because he'll just talk to me for hours rather than doing it. <laughs> about, about something completely unrelated, which is always good fun, but when I want my leg chopped off, just chop it off. So the next question I've got to ask is, no questions asked, who would you ask the team to put together IKEA furniture with? Paul Fairless, maybe, or Johan? Both yes. good engineers, and they'll undoubtedly get it right. I heard um, Joey was also excellent at DIY. So oh, think, Joey, yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah Joey. I'll take Joey. I'll take Joey. No, that's my answer. No. Corson, Yasek, how about you? I would choose Wojtek, which is my partner in the company and uh, longtime friend, and he also asked me to help me with the IKEA shopping when I had my surprise party for like 200 people. And this was a quite a good trick that he did with this IKEA shopping at that time. And I came back uh, in like uh, all dirty from some heavy boxes lifting. And then there's like a full house like, whoa! <laughs> so it was cool. All holding Allen keys. <laughs> cool, so how about you? Um, it's got to be someone who's good with process and instructions. Delivery then, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Does everything just not boil down to delivery? (laughs) Um, So I think that's it. So I think that's a wrap for the first episode on the Mm. I Am Juvina podcast series. Thanks to my guests, Yasek, Freddie, Andrew and Jordan for their time and for their tales today. And thank you to Yasek for the cheese. Um, Hopefully you, the listeners, have now got more of an idea of who makes up the IMG Reina family, what's going on across the business, and an idea of things that are coming up. In next month's episode, we'll be speaking to more exciting guests, (laughs) no offense to you guys, (laughs) (laughs) and helping you get to know more about the people and the work happening at IMG Reina. Join us in the next episode and see you then. Bye. See ya. Thank you.